Welcome to the On Paper Sports Podcast. We are so excited to be with you again this week. Here it is, Rivalry Week. We get to have Thanksgiving with our families on Thursday, hang around on Friday, college football on Saturday. Stick with us to hear all the action. Well, it is now my favorite week of the year, Thanksgiving week and Rivalry Week. I'm looking forward to getting into all the action, and it's a little different today because it is Stu and Stu alone with you. Wes is getting some much-needed family time uh, with his family on this Thanksgiving weekend, as I hope that you will get some of that too. But I'm really excited to be with you today. Bear with me as I ramble through this, and uh, I look forward to getting to the end. All right, so looking back on this last week, we have more exciting games than I expected us to have. Uh, especially with the point spreads they were given. Now, Georgia and Tennessee did not end up being as exciting as some people thought it may be. Um, It started out with a bang. Jalen Wright takes it 75 yards on the first play for a touchdown. The stadium's going wild. And then after that, it was all Georgia. Georgia ends up winning the game 38-10. Dolly Parton was the MVP for Tennessee as she was there uh, at the game. So that, that was exciting for people there. They got a free performance. I believe she sang the national anthem. But uh, a couple games that, that had a tendency, one to be close for sure, was Kentucky and South Carolina. Had the tendency to be, ha- had the opportunity to be a really close game, and it was. South Carolina comes away with the victory at 17-14. to 14. They showed that they have that dog in them in those close games that they were able to scrap it out in, in a low-scoring game. People always said the only way they're going to score a game is if they can score more points uh, in, in a larger scale than somebody. If it gets into a shootout and they can score 35 to 40 points and beat somebody. But they showed that they can get in there in a tough game. They stopped Ray Davis. They made Devin Leary look like he's looked all year, pedestrian at best. And they won that game. And then we had the Florida and Missouri game. We didn't even look at this game last week. We didn't pick this game because the point spread was a little outside of what we usually look at. And man, should we. Ended up being a great game. Came down to the thicker kicker, Mr. Mevis, making a game-winning field goal in the final seconds uh, to put Mizzou on top 33-31 to to take out my Gators. Also, another note to, to look at in that game is Graham Mertz. He scrambled on third and five, trucked through two linebackers, ended up with a broken collarbone. Real heroic looking play until the next one when he could barely make the handoff, grabs his collarbone, and then he was out for the rest of the game. Showed a little bit of problems with a backup quarterback going into Florida State, so we'll see how that goes, but we'll talk a little bit more of that as we go on. So as I said, looking back, we didn't look at a lot of games. We didn't look at Auburn playing New Mexico State. Ends up being a blowout. For New Mexico State, Uh, nobody saw that one coming, but it happened. And so we didn't look at a lot of these games, but there ended up being some pretty decent games uh, on the board. LSU was in it pretty tight until they they, about midway through the second quarter, and they were finally able to pull away uh, Jaden Daniels with another six-touchdown performance. Give the man the Heisman right now. Quit talking about how many losses they have and give that man the Heisman. He is the most valuable player for his team. Uh, As far as picks go, Wes made up ground and he tied it up. We are back tied going into the last week of the regular season. 
We're going to pick this week, and we're going to pick conference championships. Wes has texted me his picks for this week and his players, but we are tied up because Wes got me. We had both got a win with Georgia, both picked up a loss with Kentucky, both got a win with Washington. Then we start to differ. I picked Utah. He picked Arizona. Arizona got the win. I picked Miami. He picked Louisville. Louisville got the win. Uh, both close games. And uh, so West ties it up, and uh, it's pretty fun to be in this tide of a, a race in our picks coming down to the, the end of the season here. As we're going through and we, we look back on this week where teams played their 11th game, who still needs improvement? Man, we have been giving them praise here recently, but I'm going to have to say Auburn. Auburn paid New Mexico State around $1.7 million to come play them. And they got beat. They got embarrassed. They got shut down. My brother actually took his sons to their first ever game. Thankfully, they're young enough to where they still enjoy the game. And uh, it's not like a mark and they're never going to want to go to another game or anything like that. They enjoyed the game. But it definitely is one they will always remember. Let's look at some stats here. From uh, Let's look at the team stats. Third down efficiency. New Mexico State, 6 for 12, 50%. That's not terrible. Auburn, 2 out of 10. It's only 20%. Fourth down efficiency, New Mexico State went for it twice, got it twice. Auburn went for it twice, got it once. Total yards, New Mexico State, 414. Auburn, 213. Uh, let's go on down here. Rushing yards. Okay, now, this is what Auburn does. They are a rushing team. 65 yards on 26 attempts. That's 2.5 yards per carry. New Mexico State, 213 yards on 37 attempts. That's 5.8. Can't blame it on penalties. They both had nine penalties for 75 yards. Sure, can one happen in a, a worse spot than another? Yeah. But when it's a three-touchdown victory, doesn't really matter that much. Um, there were no turnovers. Auburn just simply was not playing ball. Time possession, Auburn, 21 minutes, 10 seconds. New Mexico State, 38 minutes and 50 seconds. Just absolutely handled them. Auburn needs some improvement. I don't know if they were looking forward to Alabama, if they thought they could ride their, their past couple of victories in. I don't know what it was, but they looked pretty bad. Auburn needs some improvement. They need to get it to where they're in the game, every game, like basically a Nick Saban team. His boys play hard whether they're playing against Georgia or whether they're playing against Chattanooga. And we saw that with 66 points they put up uh, with another great day for Milrow. Seems like they've got it figured out down in Tuscaloosa. Who is impressive? I mentioned them already. South Carolina. They showed some grit. They can make a bowl with a win over Clemson. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Of who had the better chance of winning out, Arkansas or South Carolina? Arkansas has lost their next two games. But South Carolina has won their next two games. And now they have uh, opportunity against a lackluster Clemson team who has snuck their way back into the top 25. But on rivalry week, they have an opportunity against Clemson uh, to make it to a bowl game and kind of put a, a stamp on the end of the season. As we talked about when we were talking uh, about who had an opportunity to finish out, these games are at home. They've won their last two at home, and they have Clemson at home. So they have a good shot 
and uh, I, I kind of like their chances. But we'll see when I get into picks. I've not really made my my decision there. But speaking of teams that have an opportunity to get bowl eligible, South Carolina, Mississippi State playing against Ole Miss, and Florida playing against Florida State at home. All three of these teams have an opportunity to make a bowl with a win. Good bit on the line riding here. They're all playing in-state rivals. Uh, South Carolina and Florida are at home. And let me see this other one. And also, so is Mississippi State. All three of these teams, you couldn't ask, if, if it has to come down to your last game to be bowl eligible, you couldn't ask for it to be a better scenario, especially Florida playing against a backup quarterback uh, from Florida State with Jordan Travis going down with a horrific injury. I'm not all saying I'm happy it happened at all. I'm saying this is a scenario that bodes well if you're looking for this. But prayers are definitely up for Jordan Travis. That's sickening to see someone's college career in that way. And uh, definitely prayers go up for Jordan Travis that he can make a recovery and continue his career, career in some shape, form, or fashion. But back to what I was talking about. Three SEC teams have an opportunity at home in rivalry week all three of them against ranked opponents to get themselves to a bowl. Should be exciting to see how hard they come out and play. Well, while we're still talking about the pass, let's look at some dogs of the week. Xavier Leggett, six receptions, 94 yards, two, two, two touchdowns. Now, here's the thing. That actually doesn't look super uh, impressive next to some of his other games where he had... 200-some yards, 170 yards, 150 yards. But when you take into account that they won by three points and they only scored two touchdowns, both of them went to him in 94, which is it was roughly around 45% of Spencer Rattler's passing yards came to Leggett. That's pretty impressive. That man's a dog. And then on the defensive side, Caleb Downs. Now, if you just look at his defensive stats, seven tackles, one pass defended, uh, that, you know, that, that's not crazy. He was the second leading tackle on the team. But then you take into account that he had an 85-yard punt return for a touchdown. That man's a dog. Give it to him. Uh, on last week, let's look at some players for Wes and I. Wes picked Brock Bowers, uh, second game back out of the tightrope surgery. Brock Bowers had seven catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. That's always a win, especially when your team wins for a tight end. And then uh, he had Graham Mertz at quarterback, unfortunately, with the loss. 183 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. That's not enough when your team loses by two points, uh, especially when that pick led to a score for Mizzou there at the end of the first half that never should have happened. And also prayers up for Graham Mertz breaking that collarbone. I'm pretty sure they've not announced, but that's what I believe it is. Um, all right, on offense, I had Lad McConkey. He did not play. I guess he was injured. Honestly, I don't know. So no point there. Uh, and then I had Spencer Rattler, 207 yards, two touchdowns. When you win by three points, you weren't turning the ball over, and you had two touchdowns, and you won by three points. That's a win in my book. So Spencer Rattler, one win. On defense, I had Aaron Beasley. Uh, he had nine tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss. Uh, he was the team's leader. Uh, I'm going to have to leave that up to Wes. We'll let you know next week if that's a win or not since his team lost. Uh, then I had Shmiel Mondin from Georgia. They won, but he only had four tackles. Nothing crazy. No points there. Uh, Wes had Elijah Herring from Tennessee. Six tackles. 
uh, was not a game changer, and they got blown out, so no points there. Then you had Debo Williams, eight tackles, one tackle for a loss, and a team that won by three points. So that's definitely a win for West there. So depending on if I get a, a point for Beasley, we will come out this week tied uh, with our players. So that's enough looking at the past. Let's start looking at the future. But before we do that, how about some playoff talk? Man, it is getting down to the wire. We're almost there, and I'm really excited to see the way the rest of this year is going to go. But let's pull up and let's look here at the um, playoff rankings. Coming in this week, they dropped these uh, tonight, Tuesday, as I'm recording. Uh, Washington, uh, LeapFrogs, Florida State, which I, I think they're already playing a little bit uh, into the Jordan Travis injury. They're kind of uh, assuming what it's going to look like. So Washington jumps up to four. Florida State goes down to five. Michigan at three. Ohio State at two. Georgia at one. No big surprises here. We know that either Ohio State or Michigan is going to lose this week. They play each other. So we'll see how that one goes. And uh, then we have Oregon. They, they have Oregon State at home. Oregon State's ranked number 16. They have three losses on the year. Not horrible. Uh, then right outside there we have Texas, then we have Alabama, and then Mizzou hanging in there at nine, but with no shot. Louisville, they, they could still give themselves a, a realistic shot if they can take care of Florida State in the ACC championship, and then they need to hope for another loss to happen from one of those teams above them. But realistically, I think the teams with a shot to get in, we're looking at Alabama, Texas, Oregon, Florida State, Washington, Michigan, Ohio State, and Georgia. My top four, as I'm looking, I have flip-flopped. Last week I told you that if I thought Alabama and Georgia played, I thought Alabama would win. I'm flipping this week. This is the way it's going to go here at the end. Just who has the hot hand, who I think can do it that week. I'm going number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Uh, we've seen without Jim Harbaugh, we've seen Michigan struggle just a little bit in some of these games. So I'm going to Ohio State number two. Going Washington, number three, Texas, number four. Laying just outside of that, Alabama, Michigan, Florida State. Missing the playoffs by just a hair. So I'm looking forward to how this goes out. I've said it every week. I really wish we were in a 12-team because this would be a very entertaining 12-team playoff. Listen who it would be if we had a 12-team from, from 1 to 12. Oh, well, I'll just say the way it would go. Georgia would be playing Ole Miss. We get a rematch. That was a blowout, but I'm sure Lane Kiffin would like another try. Then we would have Ohio State playing Penn State, another rematch. Then we would have Michigan and Louisville, Washington and Mizzou, Florida State and Alabama, and Oregon and Texas. How fun would that be? Man, I'd be down for that, uh, but we don't have it. We'll see how it goes next year. And... Uh, We'll just have to go from there. All right, let's look at some games for this week. Let's see how it's going to shake out, what we're looking at. And I'm really excited for a few of these games. And um, some of them are going to be pretty exciting. All right, Ole Miss, which is number 12 at Mississippi State. Ole Miss is a 10-point favorite. Uh, I don't expect there to be much drama. Like I said, Mississippi State's going to be playing uh, their hearts out. You know, they're... they're Essentially head coachless right now. They're looking for a coach. A lot of these guys, um, I, I hope they're they're going to be playing their hearts out, like I said. 
because they, they could be looking for who's going to be my coach. Should I be looking at the transfer portal or what have you? But uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, in there, and then we have Mizzou at Arkansas. I don't I, that line was a lot closer than I thought at seven and a half. I really didn't think that it would be that close, but here we are. And then we have uh, Florida State at Florida in the swamp. That one got way more intriguing, like I said, with the Jordan Travis injury, but then also the Graham Mertz injury. And uh, you know, one about that. I don't know much about Florida State's backup. I do know from a Florida State fan that he is totally different than Jordan Travis, as in Jordan Travis can make things happen on his leg. This guy is a pure pro-style offense-type quarterback, doesn't run much, and it's kind of the opposite. We're going from that with Mertz, who's a pro-style, hand the ball off, dump it 5 to 12 yards, and just manage the game, to a guy in Max Brown who is going to keep it on a zone read running play when Florida has not done that at all. I had a lot of people text me during the Mizzou game when Max Brown come in like, oh my goodness, where's this guy been all year? He probably should have been starting. There's a big difference. When you don't have a running quarterback, he goes down and you bring in a running quarterback who nobody has seen, nobody's prepared for, he's going to have success. So there is a possibility without having seen him too much, without having prepared, because you know that Florida State was not just preparing for UNA all last week. They were already looking ahead to Florida. They were already getting ready for that game, because they know even though Florida is in a uh, rough spot, it's a rivalry game, and they're an SEC team that has shown some some glimmer of hope and potential. So I guarantee you they were already looking for it. They've already started their preparation for Graham Mertz. Now they have to take a step back and say, oh, man, this is a totally different offense that we're going to be playing now. I expect to see more running. I expect to see some screen passes still. But you're going to see Max Brown carry the ball, I'm going to say, up to 12 to 15 times. And that game really comes into focus because there's two things on the line. As I mentioned earlier, for Florida, there's a bowl appearance. You can save a little bit of face. You could get yourself to a seven-win season. If you win this game, then you go out and win a bowl game. A lot to play for trying to keep the recruiting class together for 2024. And then for Florida State, if they win this game, all that stands in their way is Louisville for a college football playoff appearance. There's a lot riding on this game. I expect these players to go out and really play their hardest. I, I really expect this to be a good game. Florida State's opening at a 6.5-point favorite. So we'll see how that goes. Then we have Kentucky at Louisville. Once again, big implications for Louisville. Kentucky, all they really have to do is is um, make it an eight-win season and ruin Louisville's season, which they would love to do. They would be all about that. Louisville's opening at a seven-point favorite. Louisville really wants to win this because if they win this game, then they beat Florida State in the ACC. They're going to uh, earn themselves a chance to get into the playoffs. So they're going to be playing really hard in this game. Then we have Clemson in South Carolina. Clemson's just simply trying to save face at this point. Uh, there, there's nothing. They're not going to make it to the title ACC title game. They're not going to make it to the playoffs. So they're just doing their best to try to, to you know, just save face. And uh, I believe it would make it a 9-3 and three year if they're able to win this game. But as I mentioned earlier, once again, South Carolina is fighting for a bowl game. And they're trying to make the best out of a season that, uh, hasn't gone the way they hoped it would go. Then we have Ohio State at Michigan. 
This one has a potential to be a dogfight. Michigan opens at a three-point favorite. So I'm looking forward to this, seeing how these games go. But let's get into some picks. I've got Wes's picks right here. I'm going to read them along with mine uh, as we go throughout. All right, so the first game we have is Ole Miss at Mississippi State. And I'm going with Ole Miss, and Wes is also going with Ole Miss. Next game, we have Mizzou at Arkansas. Now, here's what's on the line here. Arkansas, they can't make a bowl game at this point. But Mizzou can have a 10-win season. That's a big deal for a team that was expected to win at the most seven games by a lot of experts. So you bet Mizzou and Coach Drink wants to get out there. He wants to win this game big time. So Wes and I both go in Mizzou on that one. Uh, then we have Kentucky at Louisville. And, uh, man, I've kind of really gone back and forth on this one. And I would tell you, if Kentucky had beat South Carolina last week, I would be going Kentucky. But without that, I'm going Louisville. Wes is going Louisville as well. And I, I really wish I could pick Kentucky. Part of me wants to, but I'm not going to do it. Just not going to do it. Uh, then we have Clemson at South Carolina. And uh, Wes and I are both going Clemson in that. I've just, I was proud of South Carolina, but I, I've just not seen enough to think they can go out and beat Clemson next week. Uh, then we have Florida State at Florida. Like I said, very intriguing game. Very interesting game. How's this one going to look with two backups going head-to-head? And not just two backups, two backups that came in on the 11th game of the year. Like, into the game. They didn't start the 11th game. They came in. Um, Jordan Travis went down in the, the first or second quarter. And Graham Mertz went down in the third quarter. So these aren't guys who have been starting games and, and had a lot of time playing. These are guys who are fresh. So we'll see how this goes. This game's in the swamp. West is going Florida State. I'm going to go full-on homer, and I'm going to pick Florida. I think Florida has started to figure some things out. I think Florida State hasn't had the opportunity to prepare for this game like they would have liked with a running quarterback now. And uh, honestly, the reshuffled offensive line that we saw from Florida looked really good. I liked it a lot better than their normal offensive line. And Florida has a lot to play for, as does FSU. But I think they're already starting to feel it a little bit with Travis being out. So I'm going to go Florida. I'm going to be texting my man Brett Good during this game and uh, hopefully giving them an earful of Florida's winning. But we'll see how it goes. Not super confident, but I am going to pick Florida. And as I said, Wes is going Florida State. Then we have the big ticket game. This game is is basically an opportunity um, to play. Not basically, it is. It's an opportunity to play in the Big Ten Championship. And if you win that, to make it to the college football playoff. And that's Ohio State at Michigan. And... Wes is going to Ohio State, and I'm going to have to agree with him. I'm going to go, no, I don't. I don't have to agree with him. Oh, man, this is tough. I'm going to go Michigan. I'm going to go with Michigan in this game. I think they're going to be fired up. They're going to get out there. They're going to place a ball. And uh, I'm going Michigan, which means I'm also changing my, my top four. I'm going to put Michigan in there at number two. There you go. You heard the typing. It's done going with Michigan uh, to win this game at home, big house. That's going to be the difference. Michigan's a three-point favorite at home. 
that means that if it was a neutral playing field, uh, they, they don't see any advantage either way. So I'm going to let the big house there in Michigan go blue, win this game, beat Ohio State, and then go on to play probably Iowa or Iowa State, something like that, in the uh, Big Ten. So that's the way I'm picking there. Thank you, Wes, for sending yours in. I hope you're having a great time with your family, man. And uh, let's get on with some player picks. And then we'll get you guys out of here. It's a short um, episode this week with Thanksgiving coming up. But we wanted to be faithful to get on here and do this because we got enough of an earful last time we didn't have an episode in a week. So I wanted to make sure that this got done. Uh, for our player picks, since we're not here to duel it out, we just picked randomly and we didn't pick anybody the same. So that worked out pretty good. Uh, Wes is going with Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU, the wide receiver, and Trey Harris, the wide receiver from Ole Miss, are his offensive players. I'm going with Cody Schrader, running back out of Mizzou. I've picked him before. Wes has picked him. He's not let us down yet. The man is an absolute animal. And then with my second pick for offense, I'm going with Ricky Pearsall. I believe that Max Brown's going to be looking to the veteran wide receiver uh, to make a lot of catches for him on Saturday. On defense, Wes is going Dion Walker from Kentucky and Joseph Charleston from Mizzou. That's a good pick. Charleston's moved up into the leading tackler with Tyron Hopper being out. So, uh, yeah, and big game coming up there for, for them against Arkansas to get to that 10-win mark. Uh, for me, I'm going with Harold Perkins. And Harrison Jr. for out of Kentucky are my defensive players. So we'll get in there and see. Every time I've I've picked a defensive back, it's pretty much uh, come back to bite me. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes. So we're really excited for this week of college football coming up. Uh, we've loved being with you all every week. We're going to cover this week. We're going to cover conference championship week. Then we're going to take a few weeks off, spend some time during the holiday season in December when there's some, some low – you know, low-level bowl games going on, and uh, unless there's anything huge that pops up, and we'll get back in closer to the bigger bowl games and the college football playoff time. So we look forward to hearing from you. Reach out to us. Don't forget to follow us on show, social media and on the, all the podcast uh, platforms. We appreciate you guys, and we hope that you have the most blessed Thanksgiving. God bless. Well, there you have it. Thank you for bearing along with me as I stumbled through this without my partner, Wes. Really looking forward to having him back next week as we dig into some conference championship action. As always, please remember to go and follow us on Instagram, like us and follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We thank you for your support. God bless.